government, and this news keeps coming in as we're talking here. <laughs> this is slush. <laughs> don't none, don't, don't sound nothing good about that, man. Nothing healthy. Man. What? What? This is this is Kool Aid. This is lemon Kool Aid and um. Uh, Somebody ain't nothing, ain't nothing healthy about that, my man. Uh, I'm, I'm trying to eat good, bro. I ain't trying to be healthy. All right. Well, I want the flavor on my palate. All like right. I'm putting coke in, in some water. All right. So we doing eleven to fifteen. Yeah. Yep. All right. Yep. We can go ahead and get started. Um, There's five and one, you know. About to hit that six and one up. Yeah. Hey, y'all y'all looking good. Y'all look looking right. good. <laughs> we look y'all the, y'all the ugliest five yeah. and one team I've ever seen, but y'all, <laughs> y'all five and one, that's for sure. Hey, this, it's, you know, 06, we didn't look that good either. We had Rex Grossman out here doing his thing. Every other game, he had tee up. <laughs> Everybody blood pressure high and shit. All right, you know, that's sure, how I be. That's how I be. Hey, yeah, I need y'all to tell me who who definitely wins. No question about it today on football side, so I can make some fan duel bets. I like to win a dollar at a time. <laughs> definitely. <win. laughs> you heard it. You heard it. Any given Sunday ain't no such thing. Hey. No, nah, it's some such things, bro. I bet on some teams last <laughs> week and I won. I'm only one I only want to bet against the weakest teams in the in the world, you know what I mean? So that way I know I'm it's a good chance. Yeah. Welcome, welcome to the Books and Beyond Mail Book Club, y'all. This is review number three for the spook that sat at the door. I am your host, as always, Hero. I am joined by Black, JP, and Robert. I was, I was literally, I can't remember the name of the book. Like, I always hesitate. I always want to say it's a spook in the window or a spook on the ground. Like, I always. He's like Malcolm X style. <laughs> and as always, we are here to read books, identify, talk to each other, and, you know, let it be known that the black male experience is more than, you know, being just, you know, fly, jiggy, pimps, you know, all that stuff. We we read books and we and we have meaningful conversations, and this is a, an example of it. Uh, real quick, how's everybody doing? Let's start. Rob, what's good? Hey, man, another day, another dollar. Oh, Jay. I'm trying to make sure I'm not eating bad like black out here in these streets. <laughs> Speaking <laughs> of eating bad black, what are you eating, bro? What is this? This is uh, a lemon ice inside of some Kool-Aid. <laughs> this shit's I'm, off the chain, I'm telling you. That's, a, that's his coffee, man. This is a slushy, look. It's a slushy. JB and I and like I was just saying, man, that's a five and one team on your chest right there. It's an ugly five and one, but you got a five and one team on your chest. So I'm proud of you. What you doing? We'll take them how they come, man. We'll take them how they come. We got the Rams today. 
You know, we need uh, Jared Goff to go back to uh, rookie golf today. Hey, good luck to you. And uh, this week, I don't, I can't even begin to say. The election is next week, right? Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. so my whole little thing is about to go topsy-turvy. But we in here. We're going to make the most out of it. This could be the very last one if the world goes nuclear uh, next week. You know, this, this is the we memory of us. This is the memory of us. Yeah. We, got, hey, we got one more we, Sunday. We, we got one more Sunday. We got, we one, got more one more Sunday before the election. Before okay. the election. Oh, yeah. Right. I'm going I'm to bring, I'm bring the, just, just, this is 11 to 15. <laughs> I'm going to be bringing the choppers in the chat. I appreciate it. Just hey, protect that's that's a prop. That's right. a prop. Anybody watching this video? Man's <laughs> <laughs> entitled to a second amendment. He's fine. It's YouTube, man. They don't care. He's entitled to a second commandment. Um, where are we at? So we're at chapter 11, right, guys? Um, there's a lot going on. There's a lot. There's a lot going on, but this is the first time I feel like we didn't really go nowhere in multiple chapters. Everything was kind of strung together in the same setting, but there's a lot of descriptions that go down. So let's break into chapter 11 real quick. And um, this is the con, this is the conversation that took part with Freeman and pretty Willie. And this, this conversation had so many facets to it, to the, to the women, uh, the women that women, uh, the women that Willie hates, uh, never wanting, never wanting, wanting to mess with Whitey, but also being satisfied by Whitey. It's it's so strange, uh, Willie's dynamic and how he he doesn't understand how he's necessary in in every right of way a slave to this to this idea of not wanting to be looked at as a as a white man in the group. Uh, what were some of y'all thoughts on? Uh, that introductory introduction to Willie being uh, having Freeman over to the house, uh, black. Oh, wait, you eat, man. My man, my go ahead, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. Somebody else can go real quick. Uh, JP, what, what was your introduction to that? I mean, I think this we starting to see, um, because earlier he kind of foreshadowed that he would be, you know, trying to convince wow. Willie to get on their side, like slowly but surely. And he's starting to show him a little bit of who he really, really is. Like for the first time, you know, black old that's strapped up. <laughs> but uh, he's starting to show like this is the first time I feel like Freeman showing somebody who he really like, how he really think mm-hmm. uh, in, the, in the book. So that's what we starting to see. And, you know, he started talking about the importance of education and all of that stuff, too. So Willie's. Willie's infatuation with uh, wanting to stick it to the white man as much as possible, even if it meant having sex with their women and then disposing of them, the the lingo of it all. I found it kind of strange that as Willie, as as much as education Willie has in understanding who Freeman is as a person, why he would even offer up this woman to Freeman in that engagement, it just seemed strange to me. Rob, was you there remember, anything? You, I, you remember on "Don't Be a Menace" when um he asked him why he messing with white girls? No. He's like, I would do it the white man do to us all this all these years. And he's like, what? Fuck them. 
<laughs> it is the old adage. Every time you get hit from a white woman, your ancestors smile. That's that's how it is. <laughs> Rob, Rob, what was it about this scene that caught your eye? I think um, kind of going back to chapter, I think it was chapter 10, when Freeman basically was, was, was thinking to himself, like, I see what his flaw is and I'm going to build upon it. And it was it was kind of interesting to see that whole interaction in at, at Pretty Willie, uh, whatever his name is, at his crib. Um, and then it was more interesting to see what what ended up happening and how they got it accomplished, which I'm pretty sure we'll talk about in a little bit. Yeah, there's some things that I want to talk about as Willie was became Willie's known for his uh, his speech, his his poetic nature. And his ability to write, he's by far the most educated in the Cobras next to Freeman. And he has a, a, a sort of a, a propagandist type tone to himself. And I like the, some of the descriptions that Freeman was looking for in a propagandist. He was looking for someone who was able to talk about Whitey without mentioning Whitey. And I think it's so important to do this because it spoke to a, a issue that I constantly find myself having, like, if you're talking about your oppressors, but you don't want your oppressors to turn around and say, look, this is their nature. Like, look at what they said and look at what they do to us and look at how they present us. How would you do that? And it's a and it's sort of a difficult conversation to have when you're not, you know, paying attention to how you attack your opponent. So not mentioning Whitey and also using the, the sound of music, a tempo, a rhythm without a beat acapella to speak to the nature is did any of that catch anybody well, this is what i was talking about um last week when i was moving too far ahead how freeman was going around saying like what's more to them than than just fucking what they've been doing and he do the poems and everything else he got a whole fucking book with that shit yeah. and now he got he do the poems he freeman will turn up the songs and yeah it's just i like that I was, I mean, I think this was just another example of how far ahead Freeman thinking ahead. Yeah. Yeah. Freeman, Freeman was definitely on, Freeman is on another level with his thought process. And it's almost baffling. Like at this point, it's it's baffling that no one is, it's like this dude is wearing his, uh, his Spider-Man costume 24 seven. Like none of y'all <laughs> see that this guy's a hero. Like y'all don't see this man. But like he already explained that to us in the beginning, but it's becoming harder and harder for me to believe that. Uh, another problem that Willie had with education, because when he talked about dropping out a school, he talked about how his problem was you could still be the best educated, but still be poor. And that's like he was like talk. There's this stigma about standing in line and getting government handout. All of them mention it as. You know, the, they talked about at the end of the day, when you're done being a Cobra, guess what? You go from this group to lining up in another group. Uh, but that's ultimately their fear. Having all this education, all this power, and still not being enough. But how his grandmother bragged about it. Do we have... I don't think that's no longer a conflict in today's interest. Some people go to college, some people don't. And both parties make money. Some of the richest people in this country didn't go to college. Some of the most sufficient people, statistically speaking. Yeah. Some of the most, but statistically speaking, the higher your education is, the better off you are. Is this stigma still a factor, JB? 
I think so. Uh, I think there's a, you know, like, why are you getting educated? You could go get a trade and go get money. Um, I, I don't have a problem with either one. I always back the educational backing for the standpoint that you just need to know what's out there and what's available to you. Like a lot of the stuff that I've learned about, and I'm sure Rob could speak the same about kind of the tax world, like from a financial world, from an insurance world, like all of this stuff that's our day-to-day, how you save money, how you move money, how you um, build wealth. Like that's stuff that you that I have learned from just continuing to seek education. Education don't have to necessarily mean school, but it does mean that you have to continue to educate yourself. Like that can't be taken from you. And you, that's how you build that platform, that foundation for your family and for the generations moving forward. So I think that is that perception of of like what what does what do what do you do with education if you don't if you still poor and you don't have anything well it's a it's a building block like because now somebody else starts to build to that and you can teach and then we growing um i posted the other day about the importance of a mentor like my mentor it took him you know x amount of years to get to where he uh, he can tell me about all the things that he went through and everything like that um to help me escalate my path so yeah, Rob. Uh, unless you want to add some add some salt to that, I, I do. When y'all went out the Rob, go ahead. <laughs> I think JB hit it on the head. Yeah, but, he did. I'm saying, but you, I, remember, uh, what's that? The college dropout where dude was getting out super educated, degree after degree after degree, to do nothing mm-hmm. with it. Uh-huh. That, that, that's what. That's... No, definitely. The thing that I've noticed with having degrees, it gives me the ability to say fuck all, like. I get to choose my path. I I have the ability to travel around the world because I have X, Y, Z. Now, that's not to say that someone who doesn't have it has it, but that is the advantage I've seen. When I walk into an organization, I can immediately intend to, like, state my value. And if they don't agree to that, then I can walk away. A lot of people who might not have uh, the ability to say, I have hospitals at my disposal. That might not be something you could do. If, If you're a person by trade, a lot of your... A lot of your income is based on your ability to just show up. Uh, it depends on what, what you are um, doing, though. If you're about to trade, sure. it depends on what you do, because I'm a heavy equipment operator. So it depends on... I can pretty much leave and go somewhere, but I, I'm, I like here because of, you know, the type of money I make and the hours I get. Do you feel, do you find yourself ever, like, being uh, in the mindset of, like, uh, you know what, I want to kind of move to another another spot do you find yourself having to find, like the, if you had to find another gig would that be where did you get a magnet is that a this dude <laughs> flat every three seconds it's a new gun <laughs> somebody really went into the army huh? yeah just like black is the person I, black was the person I went to to go talk about my gun when I went to go get mine so he know what he's doing oh, what are you talking about like he was trying to figure out the first gun for him. I always tell everybody the first gun shotgun. to get is a shotgun. Yeah, my shit's sitting house. right at the door, right on the corner side. Easy access. I just saw a video of Ricky, Ricky Smiley, a squirrel was in his house. He had the shotgun right there in his bedroom. Like, that's good. He's like, ah, if I can get to my gun, but you know, black people are scared of rodents, bro. It don't matter fucking. <laughs> if you do go hunting, you can go hunting and you can hunt for squirrel, but if that motherfucker in your house, it's a whole different type of squirrel. <laughs> <laughs> right now right now um so and i think uh the last thing is speaking of guns the last thing we talk about is 
the, uh, what it takes to kill a man and the two types of killers. Uh, they talked about how when you first, there's some men who will not be who who are satisfied by money, women, drugs, food, whatever. Then there's some people who are pleased only pleased and satisfied with blood. And these two types of killers exist in the world: uh, people who kill for the fun of it, and people who kill because they have to. And Willie is a person that will only kill if he has to. Freeman is a person who kills if he has to. There are some people in the gang that he flat out says, no, they, they will kill for any reason. Says Spank, like right? They, they hunt, they gamers. They big game hunters. So it's like, you got hunters, bro. Some people kill to eat. Some people kill just to fucking have fun. Like, like that's their hobby. I got I got buddies that's hunting right now. Hopefully he gets some death. Uh, that shit is amazing, but... His family would go out and hunt. Like, well, I got a coworker who hunts during duck season. Just fucking cub, bro. He he be having so many ducks for no reason. Like, there's no way you can eat. I, like, duck is fucking amazing if y'all never had it. But eating it like that, like, that's sick. That's like eating too much chicken, bro. It don't, no matter how good that shit is, it's just too much. You got to eat something else. No, and what? Uh, go for it, JB. No, I was just going to say, wasn't he saying Spank was a real killer? Yeah. Yeah, he was saying Spank was a real killer, and he just didn't know it yet. But But that was was the hunter. I mean, that's the one that was good with the rifle. Yeah, he was the best one with the rifle. Yeah, motherfuckers be natural rifle people, bro. It'd be be crazy. It'd be like that. Rob, did you have anything thrown in? No, um, I found it interesting. Uh, was it this part of the book where he basically was like what's your motivator for that hate um if it's anger once you kill the person that you're angry over all of that feeling goes out the door yeah yeah he did bring that up this, this is a shotgun hero that's not a shotgun it's a shotgun that shoot out 410 shotgun shells oh snap oh damn what's the recoil on that not bad at all. It's the judge. Hmm. That one right there, that's take down a bear. Yeah, it, it shoot out the um it shoot out the four five long call too, so yeah, you can take down a bear. It, it, I, now you what? can't take a bear down with this. With AR. And like people think these are crazy ass guns. You can't take no bear down with this with a little, little bullet. Oh uh, yeah, you would need a whole clip because it'd be pinging. Probably would it would it go through the the top skull of a bear? Oh, if you get the head, yeah, it should go. I don't know if they shit that hard. It'll go through a human head. That's what you use in war. Uh, I know it go through a human. I see now. But we uh, chapter twelve, chapter twelve. Uh, we talk a little bit about the yeah, ain't the, the, the setup of the crime and. This is where Willie's color comes into play, but also a lot of other things. What were some things that stuck out to you in Chapter 12 as they were prepping for this crime? I thought this is when they robbed the bank. Uh, It's it's the preparation. I think Chapter 13. uh, Yeah, it's the, it's the, it's the, yeah, they started robbing people here. Yeah, this is when the bank robbery happened. How smart the play was. How smart the play was all together, bro. That shit was just too smart. Even like, before that, you, you yeah. the light skin dude. 
No, I, I was going to say, even before that, um, what, 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 what white man is he talking to? No, no, it was the light-skinned dude out of the group. He wasn't white. No, I'm saying because they, they kept talking about, like, with Freeman, before he even goes to the game, they, he's talking to some white man, and they're talking about how – or maybe it's just the setup of the – Oh, no, nah, you're talking about one of the boy members who was who um, shooting with, with, with Spank, right? Yeah, he, and they're talking about how, like, Freeman – They was talking about how, like, Freeman, like, if, if black people applied yourself, he's the ideal black man. So, oh, that's Stevenson. Stevenson, okay, yeah, that's who he well, was. Wasn't that, no, no, was Stevenson uh, his partner though? Wasn't that a black dude? Dawson? Dawson, the no, black. No, no, his partner. Remember, he got, when he first came home, the dude who picked him up, he was black. Yeah, I thought that was uh, Pete. Pete. Oh, Pete. Okay, Pete. okay. Yeah, Pete. So Stevenson, Stevenson is not the dude that takes take Frank to the rifle range, is it? No. Stevenson, Stevenson is just a, like the president, right? Yeah, just the president. He's just okay. the right to do. Yeah, so. I just thought that was so crazy because, like, the whole time y'all talking about that, he plotting against y'all, mm. like, and he, like, five steps ahead of y'all. Yeah. Uh, something something that came out that was super interesting about this report was even back then, they understand how crime works. Crime is an existence mm-hmm. of the ability for you to attribute crime. You can, You will not have crime if there is no police because police are the only ones that can dictate a crime. Uh, Just like um, what what movie was that one? Like it's it's a hero movie. They said they all the villains only come because it's hero. Oh, that's uh, you're talking about uh, uh, one of them Avengers one. Vision, you're talking about Vision in uh, uh, Civil War. Civil War. Uh, I wasn't Vision. It was the other dude that he's fighting, right? Oh, so that no, they did name him Vision, right? Yeah, his name's Vision. The bad guy. Yeah, Vision is like they say the the more people who with inclined abilities will only increase the ability of more inclined ability people and we know statistically speaking that police arrest people more in impoverished areas because you'd be a goddamn fool to be driving around las vegas i mean uh hollywood boulevard looking to pull over range rovers and mercedes benz you just be an idiot you would literally lose your job within a week after pulling over six people but guess who can't afford lawyers and has direct access to your boss's uh, hotline. Uh, Uncle Pookie and them sitting on the block. Like, it's easier to harass them. So just this, just this inclined notion that, yes, we understand even to today, if we didn't want to have Black people rummaging, they would all. But I also love the fact that white people have to constantly use Black people as a deterrent and a fear monger. They have to say, hey, the only way we can get more policing here is if we say the black people are coming into Hyde Park, because that was what Steve and them were concerned about in a different chapter. But let's start to set up for this crime real quick. I'm going to say this off top. And this is this is at this point, I'm now being really skeptical about Freeman and his and his cause, because not only did they were they willing to take a life, they did shoot a guard. In the thigh. Granted, it, that person didn't die. But this is, I mean, you don't know what happened to that dude as far as we're concerned. But they did commit a crime. Uh, and I don't know if I could condone that. Has your feelings on Freeman and the crew's motives changed? Nope. You got to get that no. money. Yeah. So and and I feel like. They, they, they couldn't find it. Go, go ahead, Rob. I feel like to, to what Black said as well as up until this point, like that Ap- Apache fight. 
um, that was a joke, right? And I felt like Freeman had to show them that, look, if you all listen to me and we stick to the plan, we can do stuff and get away with it. Mm. What about you, Black? Like, the fact that they, I mean, are we all in agreement that they did have to commit a crime for this first process? Do, do the ends meet the needs in this situation, Black? Yeah, they had they had to fund, they got to fund the movement. If, if, if the movement is going to be quiet, they have to do it do it in a quiet way. So now if they had a, a foundation and everything, motherfuckers would know what they were doing. They figure out that they have something going on, but they do they do it in a way that nobody knows it was them. So now they can still get that, that movement in place and then get the money that they need. What about you, JB? In this day and era, this plan wouldn't work, but for their time, was this plan sufficient? Do you feel like you could have caught these people if you were the detective on site? Nah, because they, I mean... Freeman spent so much time studying how they think. That's why he knew it would work. So <clears throat> I think that that's why it did work the way that it did. Like, he was like, they're not looking for no white people, no black people robbing a bank. So that's why we need the lightest skin dude that look white under a mask. Because under a mask, they they ain't looking at you like that. But when you are on the corner, you know, and they had that conversation. When you are on the corner with your hat, brim, with your brim hat and everything like that, you black. But, you know, when they looking at your skin, they, they don't think that. So, And something that I wanted to bring to attention is also their uh, their their fixation on weather. They understand that, uh, yeah, when it's cold outside, black people aren't outside. <laughs> like, yeah, we don't go outside in cold, which is which is something that's still true to today. But like I love the cold, though. I'll tell my coworker that. Yesterday. Yeah. Like I live in the Midwest. Uh, I can, I just got back to the Midwest after you know being in the South for so many. I miss the snow as as fucking frustrating as it is to driving in a two wheel car. Hey, that shit is live. Like I just enjoy waking up and seeing snow on the ground for some reason. It just makes me happy. But uh, where you at now? I'm out. I'm out here in Omaha until the end of this year, man. I can't wait. That sucks. Uh, do you find it? Is it is it not strange how they've depict? <laughs> Black people, as the white people in this story continue to depict black people as less than, they are constantly being deceived by their own tropes. Yeah. Like uh, the fact that they knew that they uh, that when they reported that it was an all white group, and the fact that the police aren't going to once again speaking to the whole police don't go to rich neighborhoods looking for coke and uh, Percocet. They go to the hood, even though you'd be more than likely to knock on any door. And it's right there on the kitchen table, right next to some scrambled eggs. Like, oh, shit, y'all hungry? Have a seat. But moving forward, man, moving <laughs> forward, everything from here on out, I don't know if it was just the justice the justice in me or it's, it is a necessary rule because they, I think uh, they, they do do a callback to some uh, uh, MLK's speech in the chapter before about how uh, you could move for justice and the right thing quietly and just as easily they could ignore you. So you do have to shake things up and I'm either I have to become comfortable with this idea or there's a good chance that I wouldn't have fit into this gang. I don't think I could have been a Cobra. I don't know about y'all. I black clearly could have been a Cobra. You would, you would have been, no, I couldn't have. You, it'd have been called the black song though. (laughs) See, what do you know about the black songs? You know, they fucking, um, you know, they link with Al Qaeda, right? So what they were going to do was attack the Sears Tower. Did you know about that? Hell no. So yeah, so they they were getting plugged with them. You know that that motherfucker, um, 
they chief was at the inauguration of who was that Reagan or got invited. Rob, which one? Which one was that? Was that Reagan? I don't even know. Yeah, one it's of the ones to me too. Yeah, they they invited Chief Mali to the um to inauguration, bro. But you knew he linked with Al Qaeda, right? No, nah, I knew he was. I knew he was linked with some terrorists. Yeah, yeah, they weren't fucking around, bro. They was they was on. That's how he got up. a what he what what he what they say he had a um a grenade launcher or something. I seen a grenade launcher in the hood. So yeah, they got him. Niggas, niggas be having all type of shit. They got little rocket launchers and shit like that. You know, the single shot too. And then motherfucker, I seen they motherfucker. I didn't know it was a single shot. So I got in the Marine Corps. They have single single shot fucking rocket launchers. So you only get shoot that one that's in there. Niggas be having all type of shit. Wait, back then. don't call me like I'm a black stone or something. <laughs> nah, I'm saying, but you know, but you know, you know. How, <laughs> but you know, I, I made sure that like, like a video or two ago, they knew that you was uh, a disciple. But I'm just saying that fucking like out here letting out trade secrets, man. Damn, that ain't no secret. You ain't, that, that's like being in a motherfucking um. Rob, a Rob is trying to be a no family. You in. Family guy. Oh, I don't know guy. what they got black talking about. Plausible <laughs> deniability. I love it, Rob. Hey, look, I love it. I'm a USMCGD. Look, <laughs> Captain but 13. But now I go is uh. Yeah, they, they was working, bro. Chapter 13, we have uh which is to me the beginning, the beginning, the beginning of a riot. Um wait, wait, wait. We're gonna skip over the part where they hit up the armory too. Oh, they so that armory. one okay, they spent a page on that. So I didn't think they found it, they just put it in the bus. But go ahead. Like I didn't like I thought it was significant. I thought there would be a little bit more setup to that, but I they only gave it was me a too page. easy because of, because nobody expected nobody to hit that armory up, bro. Mm-hmm. That like I like I played basketball that when as a kid before they fucking shut it down to the public for playing basketball there for some reason. And then I played basketball after being in the service there, and then they shut it down even for us. They was hating. So like that. go in, go in, Rob, because like I really they spent a page on it, and when I was listening, I was like, damn, I thought they would have talked more about it, but it was just one page. So no, I think I think for me above all. The the bank robbery as well as them hitting the armory, it shows like how how calculated of a man Freeman really is. You know what I mean? How to the they point think where the black people, yeah, until the point where he had a CTA bus, basically man. transport yeah. the stolen. I'm like, yeah. Cole, Cole. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, they Cole. did yeah, use but- a stop right there. You know that stop right there between 51st and uh, 52nd, right there between Drexel and College. They did use to stop right there. <laughs> the thing that made so, the thing that makes me like. Uh, like because this isn't the first time. I if you had told me in chapter two that Rob uh, that Freeman could do something like this, I would have believed you. The challenge I'm looking for for Freeman now is what happens when his plan doesn't work. What does he do? That's the that's what I'm trying to figure out now because everybody looked good. Now when what plan? Planned. What plan are you talking about? What portion of the plan are you talking about that you that you feel that won't that won't work? Any of it? No, no, no. But that's what I'm saying. Like I want the best the best way. The uh, hero, Iron Man is Iron Man, Captain America. All these motherfuckers, they always look good. But it's not until their armor doesn't work or the utility belt is empty that you really get to see what they're made out of. Like, and now we've seen that Freeman has a plan. And when his plan goes through, everything works. But what happens when it doesn't? Can he still get the W? That's the part I'm now interested in finding out. This is the fourth time he's come up with a strategy that works, which is expected. But the, the whole you plan is to, to the get bank robbery. To, yeah. 
But the whole plan is, 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 is for. Go ahead. Go, go ahead. Go for it, bro. Go for it, bro. No, nah, the whole plan is just is is just uh, to build the confidence of the people because they they want to do what they're doing just so everybody else can be confident enough to stand up on their own. It was not like they plan on doing it and then taking over and being the leaders of the free nation. They just want to get black people to stop sitting on their fucking ass and then feel like you know they just gonna take what the white man giving them instead of taking what they you know should have. I was watching um this Denzel movie, Cry Freedom. Mm-hmm. Y'all seen that? Mm-hmm. And that was like you know direct reflection of the type of shit that you know he wants not he like we don't want violence or confrontation but we, we can have that hey uh black real quick shay's trying to get in to the to the chat he said he's having difficulties i don't know if you can send him the link uh I'll send him a link yeah rob uh, to your point uh what but was that a mishap or, or was that a comeuppance like they it was a benefit to them like that one of the security guards wasn't there no, no, not even that. I mean, even further than that, when you think about them orchestrating the plan, the way the plan was described, it was described in a way where nobody was going to get hurt, right? They went into the they went into the bank when it actually was go time. One of the guards wasn't there, and they immediately shot the other one in the leg. And that's they didn't why have I have to do that. But that's the and and therein lies the reason why I was like, okay, they're they're escalating the situation, and this is. This is that tenacity, and Willie was the one that shot him. If I'm correct, that's one of the high hands, right? Yeah. So there, yeah. and that is a chink in the armor for me because it was an unnecessary aggression, which which speaks to the brutality of their nature, which can become a downfall. Uh, and it's good to be aggressive when you're a pusher, but it it can be a downfall to you if someone has a counter. Man, that aggression will knock you on your ass. So. I, this, that's why I was kind of conflicted there. I was like, "You one, not only did you shoot him and kick away the gun, you did a town stomped on this dude's head. Like that was a thing for them. That was a thing for them." But uh, he said, "A town stomped." It was one other thing. It was one other thing Go. in that chapter. I think they set up early. They was talking about how the Cobras has been out of sight and out of mind, basically. Like, yeah. Nobody heard the Cobras. Nobody know what the Cobras been up to, and that that was kind of setting up. I think what's coming. Definitely, definitely. So, the riot begins because a a fifteen year old kid was shot for throwing a stone Man, at a just like today, bro. And it's and it's and it's it's scary. The similarities, the the almost picture perfect from the. From the police report to the officers' involvement to the news and media's depiction, it is eerie how similar this is, and it really speaks to this thing. Like, if, if this was if this was all I knew, ain't shit changed. Except that one of those fifteen year olds would have had one of those fifteen year olds would have had a cell phone, and the officer would have had body camera showing us the same thing. But even then, black people were already of the mindset. Uh, we don't give a fuck. We don't give a fuck what happened for you to shoot this kid. He's a kid, and and as long as he didn't have a gun, what you shooting for? And that's something that's always been like in my mind. Like, why do we allow officers to get away with shooting anybody when in other countries they can't pull their weapons and fire until fired upon? Like, why don't we get the same love and respect third war countries get right here in America? Like, 
what, tell me about some of your feelings, Jamie, about the similarities and stuff. It's your jacket. Come on, come on, Mia. Black mute. <laughs> you want to hear me being a parent? Nah, it's a book club. <laughs> it's parents in the book club today. <laughs> <laughs> Ask that question again, hero. What what were some of these what what were some of the eerie situations that you saw in this buildup that made you say, uh, man, like did you have any feelings to how eerie some of these things looked? Like what were your thoughts on this? I think the whole thing was eerie to like you said, the only thing that was missing was the body cams and the cell phone, like to be able to see what exactly happened. But you know, you put yourself like even to the looting and the running, you know, uh I mean everything, you know, um, the escalation. I thought it was I thought it was interesting how they portrayed like the black cops that's from the area, and they was uh, de-escalating the situation. And then you had a white cop come back in, and he basically say, "Fuck what they doing. We about to escalate this back up." No, like, no, no it, it seemed intentional to that point, you know. No, absolutely. And Rob, I'm gonna ask you this question. Do you think, and this is something that I, I was kind of puzzled with, I think us as a people, us as a black people have become more docile. And the reason why I say this is because today in Minneapolis, uh, when they took out our boy Floyd, it took them four days to arrest the officer, and that was only after we burnt down half a city. In this riot, burning down buildings is a precursor. That happens as as okay, you took one of us, we take it out half the city. That's a precursor. Today, that's not the case. Today, people are way more civil and docile about it. Uh, some talking points about don't destroy your own community. I don't own a Target, bro. I don't own a Whole Foods. And anytime I do go in there, their security's looking at me with their hand on their waist. So yeah, fuck the system. Do you think as a people today, by comparison, we've become more docile to the to the killing of our own people? I feel like I wouldn't say we're more docile. I feel like we're as a people we're probably a bit more hesitant um because a lot or or, or certain people kind of reach a heightened level of enlightenment and they're like, man, I can't risk what I've everything I've built for this. I have to be more so more so strategic like like Freeman mm-hmm. if that makes any sense. I can't just jump out the I just can't jump off the porch. I got to put a few plays in order and then kind of move accordingly. Well, because I think we just separated in and views though. Like, like you were saying, you got people saying that, that we can't fucking do it because we got to worry about our community, but nobody realized that like in America ain't nothing yours, bro. Nothing going to ever be yours. Like I own my house, but if I don't pay my, my, my property tax, they can take my house. Unless I got to lift that bitch up. Like they did. You see, they moved that building <laughs> in China. So I got to lift it up and move it somewhere. Where, where, where can I take it to? Like, how do people own land? Why do we got to pay for a piece I, of land that you that y'all don't own? I think Rob. I think Rob was hitting it kind of, kind of, and black on the head is. Um, I think you got a lot more freemans now, like because you, if you notice, like Freeman ain't out there doing none of this stuff either. He got a whole plan that he's doing. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, but you don't send the captains to the front lines. But it's not even him though. Like he got he got people that's out there, but he also got his higher level people like, hey, I need y'all back here and chilling. 
Like we but the people that the people that he got out there are the people that work with the um organization. Street work. They're, they're just yeah. monitoring stuff. It's street workers, and then you got right. a few of the high heads out there looting because that's that's them. Because if you put us if you put us back in that time, like they even talk about it a little bit later. Like it's only two of us that can elevate at a time. They talk about it a little bit later. But mm-hmm. if you put us back in that time, it's more of us that's probably in that community that are like, I right, fuck this. We ain't elevating. Ain't shit happening. We finna we finna fuck all this up, but then you got a bunch of people that feel like Freemans, I guess, on the other side. Like, all right, I got a plan, I got a method behind what I'm trying to do, mm-hmm. um, and how I'm trying to attack this. So, and at this point, we we run into a situation where uh, the the tides the tides have to turn, and they brought it up earlier about how uh, Dawson, I believe, was uh, talking about the gang. Uh, the gang, uh, riot, the riot police playbook, and how they plan on doing that. And I found it very strange that uh, they never once mentioned the dogs in that playbook. Freeman didn't mention it, Dawson didn't mention it, but they brought four dogs out. And this is the story of four uh, mm. uh, good police versus bad dogs. And the immediate agitation towards the dogs being brought out because. My hatred of dogs came from sitting in a history book, sitting in a history class, watching dogs bite people with white owners. And I was just like, uh, okay, that was the first interaction I ever had with a dog. I didn't have a dog in Africa. So I was like, yeah, I don't like dogs. And every time dogs come, I immediately get uneasy. And that's something that speaks to how dogs were used to attack black people in the South back in the day. So even till today, when I say... When I see somebody bring their dog up to me and it's not on the leash, I tell them, put your dog on the leash. And they're like, oh, he's nice. And then I crack my knuckles and they're like, the dog realized, oh, he don't want to fuck with me. So I'm going to just go stay over here by my owner. Like that is, I give that vibe off. Like they're like, oh, okay, I get it. No pets from you. Got it. I'm over here. But people, it just speaks more to how people have had certain luxuries to have dogs that they like this is something that back then that's something that white people only in, enjoyed having dogs as pets i feel like because of the antagonist nature of them so when the dogs were brought out and only the black cops brought their guns out to stand the cops down that conflict right there rob what was your thought on that that was probably one of the one of the few very few highlights of that of that um of that particular part of the chapter because it's like with the cops on. Yeah, with the cops, like pulling their guns on the dogs. Like, man, if you don't put these dogs, if you don't put these or, or bring these dogs down, we're going to put them down. Yeah. And and Black, do you think that, one, we know that the white officers are, these are white, and, and this is tying it all together because we talked about the two people yeah. who want to kill. Black, we know that one of the types of people who like to kill, kill for fun. And these officers were clearly looking. There's no way that they were going to sit out here for the last five hours sweating in the heat and not get to bust a few heads. Just as much as the riders were ready to explode, so were the the cops. So black cops. cops. But they, so, look, they, they weren't even supposed to be out there. Though. Exactly. Like they already had the, the, the plan set up for them. But who was in charge, which was Dawson. Dawson was in charge, and then the other cops told him, like, yeah, yeah, they don't need dogs, but Dawson's in charge of this. Like, whatever, we're going to take the dogs out anyway. Nobody told them to come. And the white people don't look at 
Nobody look at the black, the white, well, the white people don't look at the black people as people. You know, we were saying that a couple or a little while ago. So they treat them just like fucking animals. Like, um, you, you say you seen Cry Freedom. They like they call the Africans Bantu, and then he was like, "No, nah, they humans." That's when the white was like, "No, nah, they humans too." Like, no, nah, we gonna call them Bantu. You know, go to that white man crib, and he had his living made. He was trying, they police trying to mess with him. But you, you say in Africa, y'all don't have dogs. No, I'm saying we do have them, but they are used as farm animals. They're not yeah, pets, well, yeah. but they're not pets. They're 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 used for the, the the luxury of them being pets means you have to feed another mouth, and that's just yeah, not something that a lot of yeah, that's not a, something a lot of families have luxury to be able to do. Like they just leave them to roam. But uh, something that I want to put post to you, JB, is if 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 they were to shoot the dogs. I think if they were able to shoot one of the dogs, I think that would have quelled the rioters. I think them showing solidarity is one thing. Them talking gingerly is another. But actions speak louder than words. Putting down one of those dogs who were antagonizing them would have been the sign. Do you think that would have been enough to to quell the crowd? I think so. Um, I think we talked about the parallels between today and the book. Yeah. Man, like. A lot of us are looking at a lot of these black cops or good cops like we was talking about last time. Like, okay, what are y'all doing while these these spoiled apples is basically spoiling the bunch? What y'all doing since y'all the good cops? Mm -hmm. You know, what you gonna do about it? Like, we don't know the conversations and all of that. Like, they don't care. It don't matter to us at this point. Yeah. So. I don't think so. If they'd have killed that dog, somebody else would have killed another dog. It was just the fact that fucking... You had people in the crowd already. Once they seen the dogs, it didn't matter what they did with the dogs. But you don't think they were once think they like seen that, the dogs. You don't no, think they were the stop dogs, They was like, "What's next? Is the the fire hose?" No, they, you had the person. You have to antagonize. It. Well, you had the person in the crowd already amping everybody up. The hype man. Yeah, he's already hyping the shit up. Oh, Shay here. Yeah, yeah, yeah Shay here. I was gonna wait. Just a bunch of dangerous people driving. Like <laughs> the book club just got five members and it's gonna go down to four because motherfuckers driving and talking. No, 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 we good, we good. I um I'm uh, I'm trying to be a family man today, so I got some business to handle. But I don't think killing the dogs would have been enough. I don't think I don't think that's enough. I think what, okay, um, so then I'll pose the question: what would have been enough to turn this crowd off? And at, the, at that point, at that intersection, the dogs are there, the four guns are drawn. Is there anything that would have stopped them? Rob? I won't say. Say you got something to say. Uh, hey, go ahead. Hey, talk your talk, bro. Say, go. I don't know. I think, I think, I think that, first of all, like you guys said, it's, it's a different time, right? So I think coming at the book with a 2020 mindset is really not going to, um, it's not going to. It's the same mindset, bro. It's the well, same mindset. Right? No, it has to, it's the same if mindset I, to if, me. If, if, if that was today, yeah, I I feel like we would need more than just the dog. I feel like like, like even with, with writing, you know what I mean? Like the, the the sense of just releasing built up frustration and anger. I feel like the dog wouldn't suffice. I feel like they needed a little bit more than that, you know. Like I don't know. I don't, I don't know. Oh yeah, what, today what those dogs wouldn't matter. All right, so you have to, you have to just. Because we would have had our own dog. This, this is why this is why I say it would have worked though. Sure. Because you showed dissension between the ranks of what's going on. Like you showed that there's a difference between the sides. Like we talked about last time with the cop that was basically like, hey, we putting our guns down, we putting our batons down, we gonna march march with y'all. 
but you had a group of people that's mad at this point, and that changed the whole state, the whole state of those people. But that's that's, now, that's the got, thing right there. You got two black cops. The problem wasn't dogs. Y'all finna release? Like I feel like at that point. Like we we might not stop the riot, but it does make you think a second time. Like, okay, at least you know these cops with y'all. Like, yeah, from that standpoint, black. What would have stopped that riot was if all the police left. You know how when when you got two guys about to fight, but it ain't gonna never bust off until somebody gets in between. It's the gator. They have somebody there. <laughs> yeah. So it's, as soon as no, I said not the instigator, but the person, the person there to break the fight up. You know, you know, motherfucker ain't gonna. Really be ready to fight. She got that person like, no, I don't do it. So, and that's when somebody swing around the other guy. That's what the cops were. So the dogs, I had the dogs. The dogs are all the instigators, but the fucking the cops are already the people that just holding you back from the fight when you know you weren't gonna fight. Like I done seen little girls hold down, hold back men. Like, like okay, I ain't gonna say no names. I seen a girl hold back a, a man twice her size from fighting somebody right. with one hand. Like, don't right. do this, bro. And he was just yeah. talking and real that big. Situation, can't really want to fight. If she was to right. move right out the way, wasn't nobody right. going to attack. That's how most fights be. But that's how a ride would be. If no cops was there, everybody would just would So have just I'm going to draw this back to a left. parallel. I'm going to draw this back to a parallel. Because this riot was actually set up. It was foreshadowed. When uh, they talked about the beginning of summer yeah. and how the two guys were arguing outside the barbershop and the crowd came around. Everybody was poking out the chest. And then somebody uh, okay. said a joke. Somebody said a joke and they started laughing and then they walked back into the bars and it was all over with. So there is, and I felt like that was That's a setup it. to kind of dispel. Like jump in between, like don't do it. Yeah, this was sort of a setup to dispel that black people when left alone will be fine. They, they won't antagonize one another past a few jokes. And if it does come to blows, there's a big enough crowd that's not there to watch the fight, but to stop it from getting ugly. Like Man. once somebody in most fights, that's when it gets some, ugly. That's, yeah, when most fights go down, just you even and in one the black dude, community, when somebody's getting a town stumped, we gonna stop that. Dude. All right, bro, you won. You got your wall style enough. clip. Let's call it a day. Uh, but the thing that I wanted this chapter ended with was with that idea when Dawson and family arrived. They're not looking for peace with us. They the police and the white community in this aspect. They're not interested in peacefully living with us and once that those sentiments were made the riot was inevitable the problem that but the thing that we find out, yeah the problem the, uh, the, the thing that happened next was i didn't know that they required three days of this riot, and that's what we we get to we get into in chapter 14 um chapter 14 they spoke a lot more about uh Freeman was literally walking around like he was a camera crew dude, like just interacting. Like it was so baffling me how Freeman was just wandering the streets, just like, smiling ear to ear. Like the Joker. You really got to see how how they how they ride fucking um confrontation plays out like, with the cops. You want to see exactly how they move and what they do, and how so, so that way he's planning the way he's gonna move later on. So no, he can say, all right, these motherfuckers. Definitely, uh, like this, and then he told, and then he got that for his reports. He get back like, yeah, so so and so like this, and this is how it was, and then and this is how my uh, we were effective. I was, I don't know, like was, Rob, was it just me? Like I thought he was just literally walking around smiling ear to ear like a joker. Like my man's almost got shot. He's waving to officers who are scared. Like, hey, how you doing, partner? Like, that, like at this point, like Freeman's Freeman's yeah, observations. What are you seeing here? For me, I feel like. Freeman was being again calculated because 
and 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 his ability yeah. to roam through, he was able to bump heads with the chief. Yeah. Who further kind of spoke highly of him, which made him seem even more non-threatening. No, definitely. And he helped he helped that one cop out. Like, hey, come get your come get your partner or whatnot. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, like, all right, I'm here for you. Shay, what about you? What was some what were some keynote things that happened that you spotted while he was walking through the riot? Yeah, I think um Freeman, I, I, he, he's very patient, he's very strategic with his moves. I commend him because I could never be able to, to, to show off that level of just patience and like how he he feels like he's always three to four steps ahead of everyone else, right? He's, um, he's planning on, I, I don't, I still don't know what his end goal is, but like how he's able to make himself be known when he wants to be known and then just disappear when he wants to disappear. Um, yeah, I just, I, I like him as a character. I think, um, yeah, he's interesting. He's interesting. I just don't know. Yeah, that's pretty- So I'm going to, I'm going to call out some parallels that we saw here. Uh, I don't know how everyone feels about loitering, uh, not loitering, uh, looting. Looting. Um, I love me as a personal person. He said, "I love loitering." <laughs> I love loitering. Like I mean, I just, I, I just like, I just like the you know the entrepreneurial spirits of it. You know what I mean? Yeah, they you know, me the personally, they need for their business. let me let me tell you but, how like non-afflicted I, I am about this shit. Like, if somebody was kicking in Apple's door and they walking out with twelve iPhone twelves and one drops in front of me. I'm going to look at it and I'm walking over it because I'm just at that level in my life where I don't have to risk it. So I have but, on him right now. Yeah. I, I will pick it up, but I know that Apple's going to turn it off. See, now that's why they only still in AirPods because Apple's going to turn off most of the products that are stolen. But you know there's someone in the hood that can hack that. I can hack an iPhone 12 that's shut off yeah. by Apple. That right, well, next time I'm going to pick it up. No, pick it up. You know me? I'll hook you up, bro. It's not, it's not, like I, and then when the police come in, like he said he dropped it in the toilet or some shit and it wasn't working. So I just reset it for him. Like, I don't have to know how you got the phone. Like, I don't care. But there's a part of me that speaks. You can sell yeah. any stolen product. They don't have nothing to do with you. Yeah. But some of the things that were being stolen were very interesting. For example, the women, the woman with two hands, the guy with the beard, with the neckties and the hats. To almost imply that he's trying to prepare for a job interview. The woman with the two hams, she's got a family that hasn't ate good in a while. Loitering is also, I keep saying loitering, (laughs) looting is also a a, a language of poverty. People who don't have will steal. And if they can't steal, they'll wait till someone else creates an opportunity. An opportunity, like I really enjoyed seeing some of the looting that happened during our certain riots that happened this time. Uh, the dude that stole 12 cases of diapers, a car seat, and baby formula for a year. That dude got caught and was released because nobody pressed charges on him. But the dude who stole a Lego puzzle was found guilty. Like, where do we draw the line on what's okay to loot and what's not? Because clearly dude with the kid had to do it because he didn't have a job. But the guy who's sitting at home bored, at, bored of the pandemic... Is he is he innocent? Like, what are some of your feelings on this looting? He should have put that Lego in some in some um in a box of uh, baby wipes or something. <laughs> yeah, throw something in there. Throw something in there. JB, I don't know. I think you hit it right on the head. Like, it's the language of the impoverished. Like, even if like tomorrow, like you said, parallels are today. If you look at today, the places that was robbed and being broken into, Target. We we just trying to get our essentials right now. Like, you can't tell me what my essentials look like. 
but I don't have the money or this is an easier way for me to uh, acquire my essentials. And to your point, like I wasn't, I wasn't out looting, but I, as far as everybody that's out looting, I'm like, get it how you live. Like, yeah. that's Jay, Shay out there, man. If, you, if the fans needed some needed some hams, man, you going to go? You going to the Target? What's up, man? Um, so <laughs> I, it's funny. They I was am, out there. Uh, <laughs> I love the people that was out there looting, right? So if you're out there looting, rioting, peacefully protesting, I'm all for all of that. I feel like um, we shouldn't draw a line between how how someone expresses their emotions, their feelings, their anger. Um, am I a looter? I'm not a looter. Um, just because by the grace of God, I'm doing, I'm doing, I'm doing well for myself right now. Um, I'm able to make ends meet and I'm also able to buy the things that I not, that, that I want, you know, I'm able to, to enjoy the luxuries of life. But um, for those who are out there looting, I said, man, loot to, to to your heart's content because <laughs> my um my wife is a uh, my wife is an English teacher um and I wish I can remember the name of the book but her uh, African American English class right now um they're reading this book and um the author said something that kind of stuck with me and I've been thinking about it a while it was like when people when people write loot sometimes they're doing it just like the ease in which they can access things is the ease that white Americans can often just purchase these luxurious things as well. Yes. So like if somebody wants a, a let's say, let's say my steals a Rolex, right? You looting a hey, Rolex. be clear right? about it, some white Americans. Some white Americans, yeah, some white Americans. Definitely, definitely. Um, but it's just like, it's a, it's a level of freedom. It's, 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 it, it, it shows that like, you know, like I want something and I can get a lot of, a lot of people, a lot of people of color don't often get to get to have that feeling. They don't have to, they don't, they don't, they don't get to go through that part of life where it's like, when I want something, I just can't go out and just go purchase it, you know? So if you, I'm for, I'm for the looters going loot, I get a loot, but right. I have nothing against the looters. I'm not, now, I'm not going to tell anyone not to loot. So we've all agreed. I'm a shooter, not a looter. We don't. We we agree. Uh, besides black, because black will shoot your ass. And to the point. Uh, and to the point. Let's let's then put the shoe on the other foot. Let's say you own a business of any sort, and your business is targeted. Do you still have the same sentiments? Me personally, I don't give a damn because that's what insurance is for. But JB, you supposed to have insurance with a business. So, so honestly, it depends on what level of business where I am in my level of business. Sure. Uh, for me personally, because, you know, I'm not the person to be taken from because I don't I don't have stuff to take from if I'm opening a building. So I think back to Greg Jennings. I don't know if anybody's seen him. He just went outside with his family and some friends and they just stood in front of their store and just kind of talked to people like, hey, we have a couple of guns. We ain't really got to say many right. words. A couple of guns. Right. He had a couple of guns with him, too. But he just was outside. He was talking to people like, hey, look. This is not the spot to be breaking into. I ain't gonna stop y'all from doing what y'all gotta do. Thank you, Scott. Rob. How about you? Uh, kind of same thing because I feel like, let's say, like if if I own Targets and all these type of companies, right? Or, or I'm a franchisee, it's like cool. I got insurance for that. But if I'm a mom and pop, and my my main source of income is this business or establishment, and the pandemic hit where I'm not getting business, which means I'm not making money, and I still got to pay for my rent and all this. I'm going to be outside my establishment with a gun too. 
hey, I can't afford for you to loot my business. Go ahead and do your but thing. But look, man, look remember when the pandemic started? They their business with no gun. They, they calling the police. That's the difference. Mm-hmm. Yeah, when the pandemic started, Prada, Louis Vuitton, and, and all those stores on Michigan Mound, they took all their product out of the store before anything bad happened. It was right when the pandemic started. They took all their product out, and they put it in the warehouses, so they didn't have nobody. You can break in there. You weren't getting shit. Shady? Yeah, as a, I agree with everything you guys are saying. As a business owner, um, that's what insurance is for, right? So it definitely depends on what type of what type of um, business you're running. So, um, so. If, if if I'm in a place where insurance is going to pay for everything, then I, I mean I'll be a little more lax too. But like you like uh, you guys are saying, if it's a mom and pop shop, if it's a restaurant, there's some businesses that like you looting here isn't really going to benefit you. You're just being destructive, you know? Then yeah. if that's the case, then it's kind of more, it's more hurtful. Um, but if you, like, if I own, if I'm the general manager, if I somehow, if I, if I own, like, a franchise, then, yeah, steal to your heart's content. I'll, I'll yeah. unlock the door for you. Take it off. <laughs> yeah, you know, yeah, and, and, and this is, this is the approach, uh, this yeah. is the approach that a Nike outlet store took. I'm going to give you guys mm-hmm. two examples of one story that happened here in Omaha and a story that happened to a Nike outlet store. One Nike outlet store general manager, as the riots were starting to pick up, drove to the store by himself, just parked his car outside the front of the door. was like, hey, 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 look, y'all can take whatever the fuck you want because the stuff that's been on this these racks have been there for six months. So not only are you going to give me the insurance money to clear it all out, and then the money I'm going to use is to buy new inventory for new and updated stuff. Don't break shit, though. Don't break my windows. Don't break the lights. Don't break the shelves. Single foul line. And he literally did that. And he's like, if you want to pay, pay. The camera security systems is all off, but just don't fuck shit up. And it was, and it got to the point where more people were like, uh, I'm not inclined to. While there's another story where a guy who just committed suicide because he was indicted for shooting a guy, he was purposely out in front of his store saying that this is my mom and pop shop and I'm not letting anybody come near it. Once again, nobody was really concerned about this store because it's a food store, but it's like, all right, we get it, bro. You know, my business. But when they started looting other property that wasn't his own, he then antagonized them and he ended up shooting somebody. When he was indicted, he ended up in the jail. So that's the tale of two coins, you know. That's the tale of two different stories on the same coin. But uh, I'm going to push forward into chapter 14 where we talk a little bit about scared cops and trained cops. How many of y'all started to realize that the gang members are more are, are better trained than the police for this situation? Uh, when Freeman started well, helping that one scared cop, it became innately apparent to me that this is something that they are trained and called professionals for. Meanwhile, the Cobras seem to have a better grasp on what to do. Did anybody see any uh, anything that struck them as odd during these these debates? I wouldn't say it was odd. I would say it's very another parallel to today. Uh, mm-hmm. We talk about it a lot. Like you shouldn't be policing the areas where you're scared of being at, um, or don't know. Because you, you can't be there without a gun and feel comfortable walking around. I don't want you there with a gun. I don't want you there at all. Like, you got a gun and you're supposed to be walking around and you scared still. Like you, you probably in the wrong spot or yeah. in the wrong profession altogether. Definitely, definitely. It, do you, uh, Rob? Is is the parallels of cops like? Yeah, you, we have the situation where this cop is putting his back to the corner and reaching for his 
you know, his handguns and stuff like this while Freeman just smiling at his ass. What what is the comfortability level you have to be at to be a police officer? To like, I know you're not one, but like, what type of comfort level are you looking for in your police officers? What type of engagement would you need from a police officer for the for you to be okay with them patrolling your streets? I feel like um, JB JB and Black hit it on the head. It's like if you're uncomfortable in these areas without a gun, you shouldn't be there with one. So then, because... how do you make how do you how do you get someone to be comfortable in these situations? You gotta live in it. Like you gotta go. Like I was um proposing. Yep. That they they basically put like move a in area in the, in the city. See, make a move. Make cops live in the areas they police. They get to know mm-hmm. the people. Get to know how unsafe and safe it is in certain areas and certain people. I think that's uh, that's that, that's exactly what it's gonna take because um when you're not familiar with the neighborhood and you're alert, you think everyone is a potential is a potential threat, right? But if you live in the area. You know who a threat is. You know who a threat isn't, right? Um, I'm I'm pro like if you're a criminal, you deserve to be treated like a criminal. But if you're not a criminal, you don't deserve to be treated like a criminal. So when a police officer sees someone with color and and he assumes that okay, it doesn't matter if it's a 12 year old boy that is you know playing on the playground or if it's a grown man that is you know that's a father, right? As a police officer, you should be able to differentiate. You should be able to see this person like okay. I know this dude. This is what's this is so so and so's dad. He go he works here. His, his son goes to school there. So making police officers live in the neighborhood that they police, I think, would definitely start to get the ball rolling in the right direction and and, and, and fixing all of this uh, police brutality that we have. But uh, oh, they don't. You know they um they put something in place so they can do that. Where um Breonna Taylor was killed. Yeah, uh, that's true. Uh, Jamie, go. That's why I was I, I was telling Black about that. I, when I moved to Cal City, the police officers, they used to have to live in Cal City. Um, and then when they got Mayor Michelle, she signed an order where they could be outside of Cal City. That's when everybody started moving to Hammond and everywhere else. But you see a police in this area, you don't know. Like, I, I lived on the same block with a, a firefighter when I first moved up, and he couldn't wait to get out as soon as she signed the order. Like, they was gone immediately, so... Yeah, I had a actually uh, Brian Carradine's uh, dad was an officer and he lived on my block. So, like, in my mind, in Cal City, I just got to Cal City shirt on. You feel me? <laughs> but he black, he black, though. He black. Carradine found black. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, I've always been into, into the point now, black, the black officers of well, today. Black is the police today, man. Man, <laughs> black loves it, man. If it comes down to it, black is the cop in this group, bro. It would, nigga, it, it, would, it would be on my license plate if I could have it. Like, you know how the fraternities got they, they Yeah. <laughs> so, like, my mind. whole thing was, like, you know, while while it doesn't make sense, we lay, in, in, in the next chapter, Stevenson brings it up. I live in Highland Park, he says. That's that's next to the south for them. Like that's 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 adjacent. Meanwhile, the people who live in the north and west side, they have the park about 168. He said about 168 blocks separating them. So there was a level of concern that Stevenson had that the other board members didn't have because of how close he was to the riot. So with that being said, let's push the chapter 15 and uh. The nonviolence approach versus the uh, the the nonviolent approach that is being taken by the black community. We 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 get the report back. The riot the first, rioting for night one is done. The report comes back. Everyone's nervous. Freeman is expecting people to be tense, but he's already found a way to spin this like the media 
to his benefits. But he kind of speaks about how the nonviolence approach by black leaders of the past have let us down. And I felt like that was a direct jab to the Malcolm X way of th- uh, thought process of thinking. And a lot of people attribute Malcolm X, I mean, not, uh, Malcolm X, uh, Martin yeah, Luther King. Martin Luther King, yeah. Martin Luther King to uh, being this pacifist. But no one cared about his his speeches until he started talking about equity in the hood. And that's when they're like, oh, no, we got to kill him. Now he's got... I got to remember he had a gun, too. Oh, yeah, for sure. So now that we're in the same situation, in that briefing, in that meeting, uh, Shay, is, is there anything that, that caught you by surprise in that in that opening meeting with all the board members? Um, I, 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 don't, I, don't, I don't think anything caught me by surprise. Um... I'm trying to recall the, the that, that scene right now. So, uh, so there was I, a I, conversation. I, I, I don't, I don't, maybe I, I don't think I read 15. I might have stopped at 14. I don't, I don't the, the, the meeting you're talking about, nothing's coming to mind right now. Okay. So they try, they trying to write. They trying to write the the, um, the basic account of what happened, and he trying to basically justify whether or not Freeman's program means yeah. has been working. To this point, and Freeman's talking about how the gang violence was actually down. The gangs weren't out there talking about the Cobras because he's been keeping control of that situation. So he could basically he's been able he's basically spinning the story however he wanted to spin it. You know, like oh y'all think it's the gangs? Well, actually, it's not the gangs. It's just normal people uh, that's out here. And Rob, there was a very Rob, there was a funny thing that happened where Freeman started talking in his gangster voice. <laughs> his real voice and I couldn't differentiate was did you say that shit out loud but then he, he said so that's why I was, I was like oh that's why I was I was about to say we skipped over his talk with, with Dawson yeah that's the most important part of that. yeah I was gonna come back to that okay okay Go well I, I was gonna I was just gonna say because Shay was talking about how he's been able to keep his cool this entire time mm-hmm. and it's the first time you starting to see like he, he a little gas lit at this point. It's, it's very clear what will yeah. drive what what will drive Freeman. Freeman can't stand no house house figures. He cannot stand them. And Dawson, Dawson, is I like Dawson. that G rated G rated version. He wrote. Yeah. Hey, I try. I try. This is gonna be kid friendly, man. We try to make this kid friendly. Uh, Dawson is the epitome of. He is, we have this saying nowadays, but not even nowadays, skin folks versus can folks. Dawson is skin folk. I mean, yeah, skin folk. Because he doesn't understand. He doesn't even understand the plight of his own people. He don't want to understand, bro. That's the issue. Because he he thinks he's comfortable. Yeah, a comfortable person will do whatever it takes to stay there. Because comfort, comfort trumps progression. That's why billionaires are already accepting us. Why are we not going to just take that? Exactly. So let's talk a little bit about yeah. the car ride over. Uh, in my position, you can tell that they accept all of us. Yeah, you have to. You if you going to accept me and my medical degrees and all this bullshit, you got to accept Uncle Pookie and them selling drugs on the corner too. Like they're one in the same facet. Because one bad day for me, one missed, one nicked artery, one dead white person that paid insurance. I'm Uncle Pookie now. Cause they're not letting me right. operate. Absolutely. Hey, won't you be? Well, hey, won't you be unemployed if you, if you guys have a failure like that? No, nah, I mean, we, there's insurances and lawsuits, and be, it's sort of like the whole thing where it's like you can't sue, you can't fire or hold, send a company to jail. It's a company, 
Uh, I work for the hospital. But if I was an independent contractor, that could prevent somebody from putting me on their payroll. Like, ah, oh, no, bro, we saw that L on your on your last account. We ain't trying to see that. Uh, but it would directly reflect, like, like let's say, like, because you gotta do tell them the chances, right? Of the whatever. Oh yeah, you tell. It. But I mean, every surgery. If I went in there to take out a pimple on your abscess on your spine, I'm gonna be like, yeah, man, you could die from this, or you could be paralyzed. The chances is point zero 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 one that it'll happen. But I gotta let you know that. But also, like, with the people that have taken off a of ventilation on COVID, I'm like, the moment I take you off this vent, in ten minutes you could be dead. I'm just letting you know. And motherfuckers look at me like, well, yeah, I don't have enough money to stay on the vent. So that's the duality that I have to give people. Like, you can stay on this. I, and I always tell my patients, when you're dead, no one can charge you. When you're dead, no one can charge you. Your debt dies with you. Now, if you're worried about they your don't family. Pass that up. They pass that shit on to your family. I mean, but you could defend yourself in court. Like, okay, he was dying. You could. The thing is, you still have a chance to defend yourself. But if you're dead, you're dead. So I'm always going to tell people, uh, there's been many a times where I've been like, oh, damn, I, I forgot to write that order to, to charge them. My bad. I forgot what the number was, but I guess they'll be fine. And be like, well, the hospital has to pay for it. Yeah, the $13 billion hospital has to pay for it. <laughs> Gee oh, Willikers, Batman. I, 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 Alfred, I wish I knew what to tell you. Like, I don't give a damn. Like, they be looking at me all crazy. Like, does Hero do this on purpose? And everybody like, yeah, he does it on purpose, but they don't believe them. So I just keep doing it. <laughs> but like Dawson, what is what are some of our feelings about Dawson? I think for me, while oh reading the beginning of chapter fifteen, the song, the OJ song, kind of popped in my head. OJ song in, in, in that conversation, yeah. the Jay Z OJ song. Oh, I thought oh, you were going to yeah. say some style, smile not, on your face. I'm not black. I'm OJ. Hey, I'm not. Yeah, black. it's like, OJ. come on, man. You just blind, and and I think Black said it's like because you want to be blind to like. The reality of everything so so he sounded just like uh stevenson did talking about freeman in in the in the earlier chapter that was one thing that popped out to me and the other part that i that really popped out was freeman was like i just need to get him to see and then he could probably take over for me if if they if they cut me down he he thinks thought, super wow. highly yeah. yeah i was super like highly. i was like yeah, I just thought it was wild, like, because uh, I'm getting these feelings, like, all right, well, forget, dude, like, you know, we we going to just keep moving. But in Freeman head, he like, oh, I need this guy. And I think he said that earlier in the book, too. Mm-hmm. I could turn him. Black, do, yeah, you think, turn him. do you think Dawson is going to be the downfall of Freeman? I read the book. Okay, never mind then. Shay, do you think Dawson? <laughs> <laughs> he, also, he also asked him about I know the answer to that. That question. was the other thing I wanted to, wanted to throw out there. Go ahead then. He asked him about his promotion. Like, yeah. Get under his skin. Yeah. So Freeman does this thing. I don't know if you guys have seen the pattern. If he does, if he can't come across to you on on the on the skin level, he gonna he gonna poke at something that he knows irritates you to get your attention like so Shay, do you think dawson is going to come in come in for the team do you think he's going to hold it down and convert over or is it is dawson a lost cause um right now i'll say dawson is a lost cause and i think uh, um i i, I can be optimistic at times but i think also i'm uh, i'm also a realist i take people at face value 
Um, so right now, I'm not yet. I, I, I think he's, I think he's going to be more of a problem than more of an asset. All right, all right. Now, in the meeting, there was talks of psychology, doctors wanting to, you know, uh, they created this, they painted this portrayal of, uh, of course, I'll send you my report so you can take my words and my observations and my social constructs and the things that I've done and use it in your fancy books and you gain, gain fandom over this. Uh, speaking more of to how Blacks were used and not properly attributed for the things that were donated to our society. As far as this is concerned, do you think... Because in chapter 14, he tells us off the top, there's going to need to be two nights of three nights of rioting in total. Do you think that he has successfully deterred the, the, the foundation from eyeballing the, the Cobras? And they'd be more welcoming, like to, to what the Cobras bring to effect mm-hmm. because of all, of all the stuff that's been going in. They'd be like, okay, man, what can we do? And then boom, these dudes coming in getting to work they're like man we we we, we support that because like beforehand it was nothing but defense which was getting killed and stuff because they pop you know they they fucking people up all right and rob uh with night two of riding going going about to go down what do you foreshadow happening in night two of riding i feel like it's probably going to be around night three where Freeman um, shows his hand as to what he really has planned because he hasn't really said it deliberately or directly on what the Cobras are going to do. He just basically told them, hang tight until I give y'all this call. But I think more forward-looking, I would be interested to see because when he was talking to Dawson, I think um, there's like one captain, and I wonder if if he'll use the Cobras to kill that captain so Dawson can kind of get that that, uh, path Mm -hmm. to the top and then mm. be an asset to the organization. Mm. JB, what are, what are your thoughts in moving forward? Uh, well, they kind of – he talked about it a little bit. Um, I think it was with Spank. Yeah. Like, you think – do you think that they going to – that the people going to be settled enough um, before we get going? So, I'm just interested to see kind of what, what pop off there because I, I think that they're going to get started before whatever his plan is. And to your point earlier, we're going to get to see, like, what happens when it's not all going exactly to plan. Yeah, yeah but it do show their yeah. discipline, right? No, for right. sure. They're not, they not, they not moving until he say, all right, we're going to do something. All you got is a few people out there looting. Yeah. Other than that, they cool. Well, there was one person who was out there headbanging a little bit that he told to stay low. Uh, but he's the yeah, brawler. He was out there looting. Yeah, he was out there looting. Yeah, Spank. Spank, Spank yeah. going to get his. He said, hey, I, I'm down for the cause, but hey, I got to get my Shay, at, at the end of the day, after night one of riding, is the momentum going to be enough to carry them to night three? Do you think the Cobras have enough momentum? Yeah, I think so. I think... Um, rioting in general um it's like there's an energy there like yeah i don't know if you guys were out there when everything was happening in chicago or not but um people thrive off that energy they feel like they're doing something you know and if people who weren't part of day one are going to hear their friends talking about it you're like oh okay that's what happened let's go out there for night two so i think he does have Mm -hmm. what he needs um 
Yeah, Shay, you're, I don't know if you're under one of them biodocs, man. You broke, you turned it into DJ Scribbles out here. Okay, I'm thinking I'm tweaking. I'm like, is he really going? Like, is he really swimming right now? You know what I mean? It's swimming. I was me. I'm like, all right, well. Charlie Charlie Brown teacher. Yeah, I'm a, but Shay, yeah, he did. But uh, uh, Shay, if you get back, we get you back. We'll let you finish that thought process. But that uh, that would conclude our chapters. Was there? Oh, he's still going. I'm going to mute him real quick. Uh, <laughs> but uh, what are uh, just closing ideas? Was there anything I missed that you guys wanted to talk about? Man, I'm just... Um, everyone being out. I can't mute him. Go ahead, like I mean, JD. No, I, I just thought it was. I'm just curious to figure out what this man plan is, man. Like mm-hmm. you know, just want to see. I mean, it. like did he tell you? Not really. Uh, like he, he just wanted. He just wanted Michael White instead of saying no, instead of giving this word where everyone comes out there. I can't mute him because his <laughs> he's like his signal's all the way gone. Okay, there. I had to drop. Go ahead. But yeah, he said he just wanted like he wanted mess with Whitey. Like okay, what does that look like? What's that entail? Mm. Uh, are we just going to war in Chicago uh, or, or what? So He talks about branching this out, but like, yeah. what is the sustainability of this? Right, right. Because we already, we at a head right now in Chicago, like it, branching out. I don't see how that's going to happen. So I just want to see what, what, what's going, what is going to happen. Hey, Black, you want to talk about oh, yeah. what happened to Dawson? At the end what of the mean? book? You talking about at the end? No, <laughs> I mean, I, y'all see y'all think. No nah, man, don't spoil this book for me because I promise you this will be the last meeting. <laughs> At least the last one I'm part of. Y'all gonna have to find a way to do this by y'all. I'm done. Y'all ruined the book for me. Somebody ruined. Somebody ruined the TV show for me. And I every day I go. Anytime I go to their house, I unplug their TV. That's just what I do. I just unplug their TV. And I know they every morning, every night when they sit down after a long ass day, they kick their feet up, got their drink and their meal, and they hit that remote and that shit don't work. I just smile. I, and I don't know. <laughs> I'm petty like that, but don't do it like that. Why, why do people do that? Like, I don't get it. Man. I'm okay. I, you can spoil whatever for me. I'm okay. You can tell black, me what's going to happen. Black, I'm just you are okay with everything. You had Kool Aid and Ice, and then went to have breakfast, bro. You with you, salt pork. Did y'all see that salt pork though? No swine, my brother. No swine. But uh, that is our hour. Unless anybody got something they want to shout out, what's throw up, out Jim? there. Nothing. Um, yeah. All right. Well, then, the next, uh, the next chat gonna be a good one. I'm be um, drinking and everything on my. Okay. Birthday. So that's this is this is the turning point. Uh, we're gonna be covering chapter sixteen to twenty. Um, so for me, uh, we have JD, yeah. we have Rob, we have Black, and we had Shay, but then he turned into DJ Scribbles, so we lost him. Uh, but f- from us, oh, there you go. He back. There you I'm go. back. I'm back. Yeah. <laughs> I was in a I was in a weird area, but I'm back. I'm back. <laughs> but from all of us, uh, we just we doing the closing talks. Yeah, uh, unless uh, unless y'all had something y'all hey, want to throw. I got out I there. got one thing. Yeah, I do. Go right now. We we two Africans in the in the chat. We're gonna be even number with the medic get here. Yo, yeah, we gonna have three <laughs> originalists. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I like it. I like actually, it. I like actually, it. I will. I will say something uh, real quick uh, about the end SARS movement. Like I've been saying this on most podcasts. I don't know if you guys are aware of this. There's a 
there's a civil unrest going on with the murder and massacre of a Nigerian youth that's going on. And uh, I'll put this up on the video and I'll flash this on the screen. Yeah. Uh, if you want to learn, read up on this, learn what you can do. There are things you can do. You're not, you don't have to feel helpless in this situation. There are branches, uh, the links in the description on what you can do to help people who are being uh, impoverished. And this is also speaking to something that I've always said, uh, police, white police aren't the problem. A lot of people say white police are always going to, are the issue of it. It's the ability to have deadly force over somebody. That is the problem. And we're seeing that being exacerbated in africa where everyone looks the same and it's not just nigeria that's going through a bunch of stuff right now no it's man. not it's uh, ethiopia it's, it's uh it's, it's a lot of african countries liberia and all these places that like there are literally people holding man. food ransom uh you have to give up one of your children in order for you to get a week's worth of food so, that's why i watched that crowd freedom because like as bad as it was here like it was man you couldn't even be around like white people like it was illegal to be in a relationship with a white person. Yeah. So uh don't don't you know the 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 way we lose is giving up hope and not and feeling like we can't do something about it. So if you if you're activated and want to move on that, uh let's do that. But uh, uh if there's in, there's no other talking points, we good. Yeah, we ain't hanging yeah, out yeah. this one. All right, so yeah, have a drink on, on the first when y'all come to the chat. And when you have that drink, and when you take that drink, make sure you also don't drink too much so you forget to vote November third. Get your ass up. Uh, yeah. Absolutely. That's Absolutely. the first, bro. We ain't heard on the first. Yeah, talk okay. about my birthday. <laughs> 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 Alright, my bad. No disrespect. Get off my damn mind. <laughs> Alright, All right, so. All right,